Good morning, Anchor. This is Carissa Sanders, and I'm doing my first podcast ever. I just want to start out the morning by checking in and letting you guys know where I'm at and some goals that I'm working towards and kind of some of the stuff that I've been studying and thinking about and working on lately. Um, The first thing I want to talk about is my weight loss goals, which I know is personal information to disseminate out there for all the world, but that's okay because I'm not shy like that. <laughs> um, I have a, a diet bet that I challenge that I'm doing that um, if you don't know what diet bet is, go to dietbet.com and you can check it out there. Basically what it is, is it's like an online biggest loser um, challenge where you have, and you can make your own group or you can just join one of the diet bets that's already there. Um, that's what I have been doing thus far. So this is the third challenge that I've been in. Anyway, what you do basically is you are betting against yourself. So it is um, completely under your control and within your power to achieve your goals or not. So I don't consider that like gambling because it's motivation. You're motivating yourself. It's just as much gambling as joining Weight Watchers or paying for a gym membership. Um, the motivation is that if you um, reach your weight loss goal, that you'll get your money back and then some. The pot is split amongst all the people that do achieve their goals. So the one that I'm doing right now was a it's a $30 diet bet. Um, and it ends for me on Sunday. So way out is either Monday or Tuesday. Um, and so the basic premise is that you have four weeks from the time. There's two, two different options. There's Kickstarter and there's Transformation. And the one that I'm doing is a Kickstarter. The Kickstarters are shorter in duration. Um, and they get you going a little bit faster. So I prefer those. Um, you have four weeks to lose 4% of your body weight. And then the, the diet, not the diet, the bet amounts, um, vary depending on, you know, who the host is and what they set. Um, like I said, this one is $30. I did do a $100 diet bet, um, that ended at the end of March. And then I did a $30 one before that. I think I prefer the $30 amounts. Um, the $100 ones was interesting how it worked. So the $30 pot is, or sorry, the $30 amount goes into a pot. And then, like I said, the pot is split by all the people that um, meet their goal. So my first challenge that I did, I bet the 30 bucks, And then when I won it, I ended up getting $50 and like 50 cents back. So almost doubled my money by winning the challenge. With the $100 diet bet, I won the challenge and I ended up, I was thinking, okay, well, the more you bet, the more you are likely to get back, right? The more you're likely to win because <laughs> um, there's more at stake. And that thinking was flawed because I did meet my $100 bet. So I got my money back, but it got, I got $9 on top of it and that was it. So it was $109 and something cents. Anyway, it's interesting the way it works, of course. 
psychologically, you're going to want to meet that $100 diet bet more than you're going to want to meet that $30 because it's painful to lose more money, right? So if you want to, um, you know, play the game in a way where you have a higher chance of actually, you know, making more money, I think the lower amounts work better. I looked up an article that actually had the $10 diet bed amount as the one that gave you the highest return. Of course, because people will just plunk their money down and not actually care about it. Um, forget about it and move on because it's not painful enough to remember. So anyway, um, so I've got that challenge. It's coming up um, just on Monday or Tuesday that I need to weigh out. And I'm struggling with a little bit, you know. Um, I I think I have about two pounds left to lose. And I have like four days. So, I'm realizing, you know, I've read this story, a tortoise and the hare, to my kids <laughs> the last couple days. Um, twice. And... This morning I thought, oh my goodness, you're being the hare. Because when I get close to the end of the diabet, I start to go, oh gosh, I'm nowhere near where I was supposed to be. I've got a whole bunch of weight to lose. This is what I did with the last one. And then take extreme measures to make sure that you get down there because I didn't want to lose my hundred bucks, right? Um, and... I so that's what I did and I ended up of course winning the $100 diet bet um but it took some extreme effort in the last few days to to get myself there <clears throat> um so that one ended the end of March I think March 31st and then this one ends April 15th okay um I've had 2 weeks in between and I actually only had two pounds to go between the two. And despite that, I've been just kind of stuck. I mean, I didn't regain, so that's good. But I haven't lost. And I think I have allowed myself to totally be the hare. Like, okay, 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 I'll run for a little bit. And then I'm going to sleep on the job. So I'll go to a potluck. And yeah, sure, I'll have the dessert. Oh, ice cream is on sale. Okay, well, I'll get some ice cream and the kids will enjoy ice cream and it'll just be a little bit and then I'll, you know, I've got time. I can work it off later. Absolutely being the hare. I'm being the hare. Um, rather than being the tortoise, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, so that's what I need to work on. Obviously, I'm at the point where I need to try and do my best to catch up and lose these two pounds in the next four days <laughs> um, so that I can, you know, get win my challenge. But for the I have another one that I'm actually hosting and it starts on Monday, April 16th. And for that one, my goal is 100% slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. And for my first challenge, that's what I did. Slow and steady wins the race. I um, counted calories. And I also um, cut out food groups that I felt were being harmful to me. So, I set my calorie limit 
at 1,350 calories, which for me is a lower amount than I have set my calories throughout my life. But in the past, I have been more physically active, and I also have, um, I have nine kids, so I have nursed a lot of babies, and I have, um, while I was pregnant and, and breastfeeding, I had pretty much, let's see, like 17 years of nonstop either being pregnant or breastfeeding with like one month break here and there between when I ended breastfeeding and, and getting pregnant again. Um, and that was like maybe two one month breaks. Most of the time it overlapped. And so, I mean, my calorie limit that I set initially was like 1800 a day. And with exercise, I lost weight and I lost weight pretty dramatically and quickly. Um, since then I have tried setting my calories, you know, in the last two years around 16 or 1800 and I haven't had any results. That's been my maintenance weight. So it's been kind of shocking to me to realize, oh, hey, the amount that I've been eating all this time has been inflated because um, because of nursing. And so the amount that you think is normal um, and that you're used to consuming is not normal because it was designed to feed another human, you know? So that has been something that's interesting to note. Um, you know, I always thought the people who ate 12, 1400 calories are kind of crazy and that they must be starving all the time. But I'm realizing that if I stick to 1300 to 1400, somewhere around there, calories a day, and the calories are um, good quality food, so not chips and chocolate, ice cream, junk, then I can be totally full on that amount and I can feel nourished and have the energy to go forward and achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. So, um, that is my goal, 1300 calories to 1400 calories. And then another thing that I am doing and have done is I have been a vegetarian since like 1994. So, um, about 24 years, 23. Um, but I've recently started cutting out all animal products, so not just the meat. I, I never eat meat. It just grosses me out. I have zero temptation to. Um, it's the eggs, cheese, dairy is what I've been working on cutting out, and I'm pretty darn good at it. The only time that I eat it is if I have, like, desserts that somebody else has made or something like that. Um, and occasionally I'll have like pizza here or there, but I don't have it in my house. If you open my fridge, it's full of vegetables, lots and lots of vegetables, <laughs> kind of an overwhelming amount of vegetables actually. And like almond milk and, um, there's no eggs. It's been interesting trying to figure out. I have stopped baking because I don't have a good alternative for eggs and things like muffins and cakes and that's actually been good because I didn't realize how much um how much uh, uh, baked goods that I was eating before I stopped baking you know anyway so but I essentially I'm eating a whole foods plant-based diet or that's the aim I've been slipping up um 
and it's causing me to not meet my goals the way I want to. But when I eat whole food plant-based, I notice a lot of energizing, um, and I notice that my nasal congestion totally clears up when I cut out dairy. I mean, my dairy is cut out for me, but if I have something here or there, I'm like, oh, hey, um, my, my nose is stuffy again, or my nose is dripping. Anyway, um, but the other thing that I have done recently, since I started doing diet vets, is to cut out not only meat and animal products, other animal products, but also refined flours. So that kind of cuts out all the cookies and crap like that. And refined sugars, same thing. And then any fried foods, because I find myself eating a lot of chips or french fries, things like that. And <laughs> somehow justifying that that's okay for me because it's made of vegetables. That's not okay for you. because <laughs> it's made of vegetables. <laughs> anyway, when I was, um, so for three weeks straight, I ate a whole food plant-based diet. Um, no animal products and cut out refined flour, refined sugar and any fried foods. And, um, and I didn't cheat a single time. So in 21 days, it was just basically all perfect, healthy food. Felt very energized. I was losing about three and a half pounds a week. Um, and then I went to a potluck with my family and was like, oh, I'll just have these chips this one time. I guess this will be my cheat day. And I literally, honestly, have not been able to get myself back on the wagon that's probably been a month and a half ago where I'm consistently not cheating so my goal for this next diet bed that I am hosting is to be the tortoise and not the hare to slow and steady wins a race and to not be extreme about anything just eat my 13 to 1400 calories a day do exercise um I want to do muscle building exercise. I'm kind of getting tired of doing Pilates and walking on the treadmill because my muscles are saying, okay, give me something else. I'd really like to be worked now. <laughs> um, so I'm having to balance that, you know, cry from my body with some lower back pain that I've experienced. And I think I'm doing okay. Um, but so stick with my exercise, drink lots of water. Because I tend to be dehydrated and ignore that aspect. Um, and yeah, just stick with it and see what happens. Whole food, plant-based, no refined flours, no refined sugar, no fried foods. Okay, so basically eat brown rice, lentils, quinoa, beans, topped with salad, um, smoothies, and other you know, protein sources, a little bit of nuts, um, some tofu every now and again. I'm not too hot on soy, so I try and kind of avoid it, but, and another thing I want to learn to do is to make really good, um, gluten, sausage, and meat substitute products. So from my food storage, basically, because I have a lot of wheat stored in food, food storage for emergency preparedness 
And that's one thing that you can do with wheat is to create gluten sausages, which makes it a really high protein food. Um, yeah, anyway, so those are my goals with the diet bet. And um, with weight loss in general, sticking with it. So another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is positivity. I'm reading a book called Embraced by the Light. It's by Betty J. Eady. Okay, the book Embraced by the Light by Betty J. Eady. Now, it's like a near-death experience book. Okay, disclaimer. And if you're not into that, that's fine. You don't have to be into that. Um, I just think they're fascinating to study. But with this particular um, near-death experience, she was shown a lot of things. Um, And part of what she was shown were laws by which the universe was governed. And... I think it's fascinating. I think it aligns um, what she says. It aligns with pretty much all the success literature out there that you read. I think it's funny sometimes when you you read a new book that or a new article or watch a new you know like little goal cast video or whatever, and it seems like everybody has the same message as far as success you know, how to be successful at your goals and how to kind of change your mindset. And um, it all starts with your thinking, right? It's interesting um, that what she has to say kind of goes right along with that. So I'm just going to read a couple pages. Now, if you have access to the book, I'm on page 57 in the chapter called The Laws. Okay. Within our universe are both positive and negative energies. And both types of energy are essential to creation and growth. I think that's interesting because a lot of times we feel like, um, oh, we have to be positive, positive, positive all the time. um, And avoid everything that's negative for um, creation and growth. But it's not true. Because you have to have some negative to push back against in order to propel you into creation and growth sometimes. Okay, she says... These energies have intelligence. They do our will. They're willing servants. So that it kind of goes right along with the law of attraction, right? Um, if you've ever studied the law of attraction, the law of attraction is whatever you think about, whatever you dwell on, whatever your focus is on, that will basically be attracted to you. Those things will be drawn to you. Um, and there's some people that are kind of silly about it. And it's like, okay, well, if I think about my dream boat, then... I'm going to have my dream boat, but that's not what it means. It means that if you are not thinking about it, of course, you're never going to have your dream boat. But if you are thinking about, um, and it doesn't have to be something that is material like a boat, okay? It can be something like, I want to be a better friend. Um, And if you're thinking all the time about, I want to be a better friend, and the thought is coming through your mind, and when you wake up in the morning, you think, you know, I want to be a better friend, you're going to naturally be thinking, well, what can I do to be a better friend? And then you're thinking about, oh, well, I haven't called um, my friend so-and-so today. I should call her and check in with her. And, oh, I haven't done this. I should do that. And so you basically are, you're bringing that energy into your life that creates the result that you're looking for. 
um, that's what I think the law, how the law of attraction really works, you know, it's not just a, if I think, I don't know, I, I watched the movie called The Secret a while ago, and it seemed a little bit like, it was all just kind of voodoo, <laughs> and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just being too cynical about it, but I, there has to be some work that goes along with it, right, um, but anyway, that's the basic premise of the law of attraction is that you, what you think about, what you dwell about and what you align yourself with is what is drawn to you. Um, and this is what she said too. She said, God has absolute power over both energies. Positive energy is basically just what we think it is. Light, goodness, kindness, love, patience, charity, hope, and so on. A negative energy is just what we would think it is. Darkness, hatred, fear, which is Satan's greatest tool. Unkindness, intolerance, selfishness, despair, discouragement, and so on. Positive and negative energies work in opposition to each other. And when we internalize these energies, they become our servants. Positive attracts positive, and negative attracts negative. Light cleaves to light and darkness loves darkness. If we become mostly positive or mostly negative, we begin to associate with others like us. But we have the choice to become positive or negative. Simply by thinking positive thoughts and speaking positive words, we attract positive energy. I saw that this is the case. I saw different energies surround different people. I saw how a person's words affect, uh, actually affect the energy field around him. The very words themselves, the vibrations in the air, attract one type of energy or another. And I put, I put as a side note, um, only allow yourself to speak or dwell on the light, positive and uplifting things in light, in life. Because if you um, allow the negative to come in, then you are going to be drawing negative energy towards you. And that's really true. I, I feel like. Um, there's a tendency that I have had in the past, and I think that other people have to, you know, when we're having a bad day, we want to call a friend up so that we can commiserate about it, or um, put a Facebook post like, oh my gosh, I remember I did, <laughs> I put a post um, a couple months ago about how I had hung these same bathroom towels up in the bathroom, like they're my guest towels in my guest bath, and it was like the fifth time that day that when I had gone in that bathroom, I had straightened those towels out. And there they were in a little pile on the floor. Again, you know, something like, oh, I'm so glad that I straightened these towels, you know, 90 times a day already, blah, 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 blah. And I'm <laughs> kind of letting my frustration out there, which is silly. Number one, they're towels. It's like not life or death. Be grateful you have some pretty fancy guest towels, you know. Um, and number two, if you dwell on it, you're basically okaying. Um, think, thinking, you know, pent up, angry, frustrated thoughts and it, it increases it, you know, the more that you sit there and allow yourself to, um, kick the cat as Zig Ziglar would say, the more that you're going to kick the cat, you know? So anyway, um, it might not be towels you're dwelling on next time. It might be, you know, something else. But you're still dwelling on the negative instead of focusing on the good. Um, 
So it says, the very words themselves, the vibrations in the air attract one type of energy or another. A person's desires have a similar effect. There's power in our thoughts. We create our own surroundings by the thoughts we think. Physically, this may take a period of time, but spiritually, it is instantaneous. If we understood the power of our thoughts, we would guard them more closely. If we understood the awesome power of our words, we would prefer silence to almost anything negative. In our thoughts and words, we create our own weaknesses and our own strengths. Our limitations and joys begin in our hearts. We can always replace negative with positive. Because our thoughts can affect this eternal energy, they are a source of creation. All creation begins in the mind. It must be thought first. Think about Einstein. Think about Edison. Think about um, what you're making for dinner tonight. Before you create, you always have to think it through first. You always do. Gifted people are able to use their imaginations to create new things, both wonderful and terrible. Some people come to this earth with their powers of imagination already well-developed, and I saw that some of them misuse that power here. Some people use negative energy to create harmful things, items or words that can destroy. Others use their imaginations in positive ways to the betterment of those around them. These people truly create joy and are blessed. There is a literal power in the creations of the mind. Thoughts are deeds. I understood that life has lived most fully in the imagination and that ironically, imagination is the key to reality. This is something I never would have supposed. We are sent here to live life fully, to live it abundantly, to find joy in our own creations, whether they're new things or th- uh, whether they're new thoughts or things or emotions or experiences. We are here to create our own lives, to exercise our gifts and experience both failure and success. We are to use our free will to expand and magnify our lives. Um, and then the next page, um, at the bottom of the page, page 61, he says, or she says, I understood that God actually wants us to draw on the powers of heaven and that by believing that we're capable of doing so, that we can. Okay. So I know not everybody that listens to this is religious. I get that. Um, and you can just take what you want from it. But I do believe that God wants us to be happy people. And you could say the universe wants you to be happy people. Um, If you dissect the way the human being, human person, human mind, human body works on a scientific level. I mean, our bodies heal themselves quicker if we're positive people. That's like scientifically proven. Um, We achieve more if we're positive people and so I think what we need to do um, is visualize success visualize ourselves actually legitimately accomplishing what it is that is our goal and um, that could be weight loss with this diet bet you know or it could be um, becoming a better friend like I said before that or even um, with your parenting Visualize yourself responding to an annoying, snarky remark from your children um, without an annoying, snarky remark from yourself, (laughs) you know? Um, 
to visualize yourself behaving or doing the things that you ideally want to do and then kind of walk yourself through well how would you do that so what's interesting is once I started um studying you know the the law of attraction or the power of positive thinking or there's a book I started reading um that's a pretty much a classic that's called think and grow rich and I have started reading it a few times but the title kind of turns me off um which is silly because the premise of the book isn't only about think and grow, you know, gain like these worldly riches because that's, I, I would like to have an abundant life, but that doesn't mean to me that I have to be, you know, some Gucci bag toting person. Like I don't care about wealth. I want opportunity for like myself and my kids. Right. Um, so the title of it kind of has turned me off and I, I still haven't finished it. I have it on Audible. I need That's something that I need to do because I believe that you can think and grow rich in other things besides actual wealth, you know, riches. You can have a wealth of friends. You can have a wealth of um, ideas. You can have a wealth of education. You can have, you know, but the point is that you need to visualize yourself doing it and accomplishing it before it happens um the kid that doesn't think that they can get straight a's is not going to push himself to get straight a's the kid that doesn't think they're going to go to harvard is not going to push themselves to get to go to harvard you know and the, the person that doesn't think they can make it to the olympics is not going to train super hard to make it to the olympics if you don't think you're you can stick to a budget you're not going to stick to a budget and so on and so forth. It's just everything in your life, you know? Um, but my husband and I, we owned a house. We bought a house in 2003 and, um, we sold it in 2011. So we had about eight years. And I realized after I started reading these things, these books where they tell you that you need to actually visualize yourself doing it. Um, you know, if you want to go to the beach, visualize yourself literally sitting on the beach, um, hearing the waves, seeing the whatever, and um, putting yourself there. Or um, I was listening to a podcast by a guy named Mike Stroud, and he was talking about how he um, achieved this goal. He was a sales rep with his company, and that he basically visualized himself and this car, which was the goal, you know, if you sold so many accounts, you'd get this car, um, to the point that when he actually achieved his goal and received the car, (laughs) that it was almost a letdown because in his mind, he had already driven that car. He had already owned the car. It was already his because he'd been envisioning himself as being the owner of that car for six months. He said, you know, it was kind of a little anticlimactic but he got over it real quick and <laughs> and he enjoyed that fancy sports car. Um, but so when we, we owned this house and we bought it as a fixer upper, um, and I, we had big plans and things that we wanted to do with it. But, um, there came a point where we had owned the house, what, three, four years and we really hadn't done anything with it. Um, we'd done a few things here or there and I started to get frustrated you know, with not achieving what our goals were with it. 
And it came to the point where I was like, if I really wanted a house done, this is what it would look like. And I got where I would lay in bed at night or whatever in the morning and I would visualize exactly how I wanted it to be, you know. I started at the front door and it was like, I opened the front door, I looked down, okay, there's a marble entryway there. And the floors are stained dark brown, like a, a nice deep rich, like a, almost an ebony brown color. Okay, when I look up, we have this color on the walls and we've got crown molding around the tops of those shelves. Okay, turn to the side. This is what the fireplace is gonna look like. And when I look up, here's what the chandelier will look like. Okay. And um, I'm now turning and I'm walking down the hall. Okay. The base trim looks like this. And this is what I did for the whole entire house. This is what I wanted it to, to look like. And really, for the first time in my life, we manifested exactly what I had envisioned. I, It was like... A lot of the times I have a hard time achieving things because I'm so indecisive. Well, I'm not quite sure what I want. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. Um, I'm not quite sure what my diet plan will be. I'm not quite sure what, you know, what my goals are. I know kind of what I want, but not exactly. Um, and so I don't end up making it like a concrete plan where it's nailed down and I know what I'm going for. In this case, I knew exactly, exactly what I was going for. Um, this is what it's going to look like. This is the goal. And we got the, the base trim and we got the paint and we got the marble for the entryway and we got the stain for the floors and we did the plan. We did exactly, we put it into action. And so I realized afterwards as I was reading these books and I thought, well, that's kind of cheesy. They want you to actually walk yourself through and visualize it. And I realized, wait a minute, that's not cheesy at all. That's what I did naturally with the house so that I can get a clear vision and it gosh freaking darn worked. It really, really worked. So anyway, the power of visualization is real. The power of positive thinking is real. And I just want to encourage you to um, make sure that you're keeping your thoughts on a good wavelength that you're putting out positive energy so you can bring in positive energy and that we are setting some goals for ourselves that we can actually visualize ourselves achieving. And that doesn't mean go small so that it's so that you can visualize yourself. It means visualize yourself doing the big, wonderful things that you want to do. So I'm going to end that, this podcast and we will um, get back with you later. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, leave any comments and any feedback. I would appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day.